0: Hey, I just want to say thank you for listening. It really means a lot to me that people care and actually want to hear my story. I've come to realize over the past few weeks that telling my story is not as easy as I thought it would be. It's opening up a lot of memories and flashbacks of a time that I was confused and unsure and going through probably a depression. I mean, I just... I did not know what to think or what to feel and so many thoughts were going on in my head because I knew something was not right and even though I knew I had people there I could talk to I felt like I couldn't talk to anybody so sharing this with pretty much the world because I have this out there for anybody to listen it's not as easy as I thought so thank you for those who have been continuing to listen to each and every episode I thank you for bearing with me to take a couple weeks to get myself together because emotionally it was it was becoming too much. I was having a hard time, especially getting to this part of the story when things are starting to change and really, really be the whole purpose of this podcast. Um, so thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you continue to the end. Even though we know I survived. I just I really hope you continue to the end because obviously the journey into the end is is the whole point of the journey. And I would love for you to continue to listen. And I really appreciate you taking the time and interest in me and my story. But I also want to take the time to let you know now. If you listen to me on your way to work, at work with your family, Without headphones, now is the time that you should be listening with caution. I will try my best to watch my language, but as the emotions come out with what I have to say, I'm not holding back. I don't know how to bleep out my words after recording what I say, so. I will not have bleeped out words, but I want to go ahead and let you know now, shit's about to get real. So the day finally arrives, August 30th, 2017, the day I finally get to meet my oncologist. I finally get to figure out what the hell is going on. I honestly don't know what I thought I was going to see when I walked into that office, but the waiting room that that was when I started getting nervous cuz Not a single soul in there was my age. Not that it mattered, but it wasn't like going to your primary care or going to the dentist or going somewhere like that where there's people your age or in good health. Everybody in that waiting room was either old, obvious cancer patients, or they looked like they were sitting there waiting on the Lord. I'm not going to lie to you. It did not help the situation. Not saying that other people were there to comfort me like that was what they were supposed to do. But I didn't go in there feeling like, okay, it's just a regular appointment. It was when reality almost kinda kicked in, like, oh, oh, I'm sick sick. And then everybody that's in there is just staring at me like, what is this young girl doing in here? Why is she in here? What what's wrong with her? I was like, dang, okay. You ain't gonna stare. ain't staring at y'all but all right so I go to check in and the first thing I see on the counter is a flyer for some cancer event and the first face I see on the flyer is a church member of mine who recently beat breast cancer so that helped a little bit it gave me a moment of like okay I can breathe there's a familiar face even though she's not physically here but um it's helping. This means, you know, other people I, I know of probably have come here. This might be a good place. We might be all right. And as I'm sitting down waiting to get called back to do blood work, this lady walks in who's a very familiar face. And it was actually a customer that came into the job I had at the time very frequently. And she just looks at me like I know her. And I look at her like I think I know her. But we don't speak to each other until a little while later when it dawns on us where we recognize each other from. And she pretty much just explains, like, yeah, you know, going through treatment here, this, that, and the third or whatever. Kind of give me her spiel. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't know why I'm here yet. <laughs> just getting some testing done. Yeah, we'll wait and see. She's like, oh, everything's going to be fine, you know. It's all okay, you know gonna be all right and then she goes on back and does her thing so after I do my blood work and I'm sitting back down waiting to get called back to meet my oncologist I then see um a high school classmate's mother walk in I'm like okay another familiar face it's helping it's helping and you know I get to sit down and talk to her and she's telling me what's going on with her she's there for something completely different it's just that's just where they sent her to, to get her results for something or whatever and I'm just like yeah and the minute I get ready to let my guard down because I know her very well enough that I could kind of kind of have a moment to like breathe and just say what I had to say in hopes that maybe it would come from me they call my name so she never got to get the story from me of what was going on which is fine too but that's when it, it got real I go back and I'm just nervous, like, okay, this is happening, this is really happening, so they take my weight, and all of that, and then I get on the scale, and she says, have you lost a large amount of weight recently, I'm like, yeah, I lost like 35 pounds, I was, you know, actually trying to lose weight. So the year before, you know, I changed my diet and started going to the gym and got a trainer and I dropped weight, you know, she's like, well, how fast did you lose it? And I said, probably about two, maybe three months or so. I was just like, oh, okay. And how about recently over the past year since you've done that, how have you been maintaining it? I was like, well, I mean, I go back and forth between five to 10 pounds back and forth here and there you know, just maintaining it. She's like, well, are you trying to maintain it, or are you just by chance maintaining it, going back and forth 5 to 10 pounds? I'm like, well, I don't know. I'm not really going to the gym as much as I used to. I don't really watch my diet as much as I used to, but I'm doing fine. She's like, okay, because that's one of your side effects. I'm like, to what? (laughs) She just looks at me like, okay, well, we're going to go ahead and, you know, take your temperature and do all that stuff and then your doctor's gonna come in and meet with you and I'm like okay, awkward what's she trying to say so then my doctor comes in and trying to keep his name um, hidden because he's he's pretty personal, pretty private, I don't need the whole world to know who my doctor was, he's mine okay, but uh, Dr. Awesome comes in and he's like how you doing today, Giles and I'm like I'm alright. It was like Where is everybody? I was like, where is everybody what? It's like, did you come by yourself? I'm like, yeah, I'm on my way to work. I have to go back to work. It's like, so you didn't come with anybody? No. No, no, I didn't. I'm I'm on my way to work. I was just supposed to come to get established with you and I'm here. Like, was I supposed to bring somebody with me? He's like, I mean, you don't have to, but most people do. And then he sits down and he says, well, do you even know why you're here? But do you know what you're here for? And I say, yeah. I know why I'm here. Dr. Amazing called me and said, you know, that I have cancer. He was like, okay, so she did call you herself. All right, awesome. Okay, just a little concerned because... It didn't seem like you knew why you were here because you came by yourself and pretty young that's not pretty common but okay i was like yeah i know it's supposed to be cancer she says like some form of form or whatever he's like yeah it definitely is um it's a very rare form of it but that's what came back so we're gonna do a pet scan and you know go from there to determine whether or not what kind of treatment you're gonna have to do Because we don't know how aggressive it is or how far into it you have it. Because it could have been in that one, but we're not sure. He says, because your other other scans show pretty much all your left nose enlarged for the most part. So we have to do a PET scan to determine your staging. I'm like, all right, that's cool. So we're going to do that uh, this week because we don't really have time to waste. I'm like, okay, that's cool. I guess. So I think my appointment was like a Monday or a Tuesday that week. I had my scan like that Thursday and I was supposed to come back like that Friday. It it, it was all really fast. It it was really fast. But he was like, yeah, we're going to have to, get, you know, get your PET scan and figure out, you know, what the results are from that to go forward. He said, so pretty much if you don't, you know, show anything that was probably in that spot and then we can go from there and talk about you know what's the next step he said but if you light up like a Christmas tree you're pretty much gonna have to do chemo I'm pretty sure that's what your answer gonna be for that and I'm just like uh well alrighty then (laughs) sounds like a plan I guess I'm going to have to get yet another scan